Chapter Twenty Seven of Plum Pudding, of divers ingredients, discreetly blended and seasoned. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April Six Zero Nine Zero, California, United States of America. Plum pudding of divers ingredients, discreetly blended and seasoned, by Christopher Morley. The little house. After many days of damp, dull, and dolorous weather, we found ourselves unexpectedly moving in a fresh, cool, pure air, an air which, although there was no sunlight, had the spirit and feeling of sunlight in it, an air which was purged and lively. And so strangely do things happen. After days of various complexion and stratagem, we found ourselves looking across that green field, still unchanged, at the little house wasn't there we faintly recall a saccharine tune sung by someone who strode stiffly to and fro in a glare of amber footlights wasn't there a song about and i long to settle down in that old long island town wasn't there such a ditty it came softly back unbidden to the sentimental attic of our memory as we passed along that fine avenue of trees and revisited for the first time since we moved away the wide space of those long island fields and the row of frame cottages there was the little house rather more spick and span than when we had known it freshly painted in its brown and white privet hedge very handsomely shaven and its present occupant busily engaged in trimming some tufts of grass along the pavement we did not linger and that cheerful-looking man little knew how many ghosts he was living among all of us we suppose dwell amid ghosts we are not aware of and this gentleman would be startled if he knew the tenacity and assurance of certain shades who moved across his small lawn that afternoon it was strange we aver to see how little the place had changed for it seemed that we had passed round the curves and contours of a good many centuries in those four or five years in the open meadow the cow was still grazing perhaps the same cow that was once pestered by a volatile irish terrier who used to swing merrily at the end of that cow's tail a merry and irresponsible little creature she was and her phantom still scampers the road where the sharp scream of the freeport trolley brings back her last fatal venture to our mind it was strange to look at those windows with their neat white sills and to remember how we felt when for the first time we slept in a house of our own with all those long island stars crowding up to the open window and waking in drowsy unbelief put out a hand to touch the strong wall and see if it was still there perhaps one may be pardoned for being a little sentimental in thinking back about one's first house the air on that surprising afternoon carried us again into the very sensation and reality of those days for there is an openness and breezy stir on those plains that is characteristic in the tree-lined streets of the village where old white clapboarded houses with green or pale blue shutters stand in a warm breath of box hedges the feeling is quite different out on the long island prairie which walt whitman by the way was one of the first to love and praise you stand uncovered to all the skirmish of heaven and the feathery grasses are rarely still there was the chimney of the fireplace we had built for us and we remembered how the wood smoke used to pour gallantly from it like a blue pennon of defiance the present owner we fear 
does not know how much impalpable and unforgotten gold leaped up the wide red throat of that chimney or he would not dream of selling yes the neighbors tell us that he wants to sell in our day the house was said to be worth three thousand dollars nowadays the price is seven thousand dollars even at that it is cheap if you set any value on amiable and faithful ghosts o oh, little house on the plains when our typewriter forgets thee may this shift key lose its function end of the little house